0: Welcome inside episode 457 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba, alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains after the NHL continued to postpone games. There's two left on the docket tonight before an official pause on the season between December 22nd and the 26th before... Your Senators are scheduled to return to action in Washington on the 27th. But Pilsey, the show must go on. And today, we hit some power
1: rankings. Yeah, you know, whenever there's a little dip in NHL action, it's always good to make some lists for people to get mad at. And that's what we're going to do here, Ross. But it is unfortunate games are getting postponed. But it probably is the right thing to do. And it's not that far in the future that we're going to get to see NHL action and World Juniors action.
0: Oh, fire me up for some World Juniors because we have Olympic news and it's not great. This is the Locked On Senator podcast. Your team every day. Today is Tuesday, December 21st in Pilsy. It's officially official. The NHL and NHLPA are in agreement that the NHL players will not participate in the Beijing Olympics.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we all saw this coming and it's best for everyone. Now, I think the real question here is, well, not the real question, but a question I I have is what's going to happen with hockey in the Olympics now? Like, is it just completely wiped from the Olympics? Will they do it? Later. No chance
0: it's wiped, but the only question, I'm assuming it'll be the same pool of talent that people chose from in 2018, and guess what? I just went, I just can't believe I only realized it now. We could see Jake Sanderson representing Team USA. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Troy Terry went with, Terry. Yeah, went with Team USA. I would be shocked if he's not on their radar.
1: Well, and the Spengler Cup uh, got canceled, so I assume well, a Canada lot of the guys... oh okay right sorry my mistake the Canada pulled out so a lot of those guys probably are going to be pretty stoked about this and that they maybe have an opportunity to go to the Olympics if they choose so because still if they didn't want to go to the Spangler Cup maybe they don't want to go to the Olympics so that's going to be very interesting to see how this all shakes out here
0: wow you know the meme where the like the woman takes a sip of cola or I think it's uh kombucha and she makes like that but then it's like kind of nice, and then that. So that's my verbal meme here. First Perfect. picture, oh, no NHLers at the Olympics. But then realizing Jake Sanderson could play there, it's all good now. No, but in all honesty, it sucks. No McDavid and, and Sidney Crosby on the same team. That's something yeah. that I was really excited to see. And, of course, Canada's back-to-back champs with NHLers yeah. at the Olympics in Vancouver and then in Sochi. Frank Seravelli, an interesting last note on his tweet saying the next question is will the entire 2022 olympics be postponed until 23 i think that's a pretty interesting question as
1: well yeah well it's like the uh the 2020 olympics being played in 2021 right so maybe that's something that happens but who who knows here and i guess that's what we all should hope for right because Right now would not be, well, not right now, but in February would not be, I assume, still not a good time to do the Olympics in China. Having everyone from all over the world congregate in one place and then go back to their respective countries, probably not a good idea right now. So if they just move the whole thing, that would be good. But there's a lot that goes into planning and scheduling and preparing an Olympics. It's not so easy just to be like, okay, we'll just do it a little later. There's a lot that goes into that.
0: Lots going into rescheduling games. Over 45 NHL games right now postponed, including five,
1: we said, right? For the yes. Ottawa Senators. If our math is correct, which we've been wrong before.
0: Hey, are we allowed to reschedule those games that should never have been played? Can we play Calgary at home again? What are you talking about? The Sens played Calgary this oh, year? Oh, right, right. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> what do that you mean? That definitely didn't happen on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. Uh, on the second half of back-to-back, mind you, with 10 regulars out of the lineup. Like, the Islanders and the Sens clearly guinea pigs of this whole NHL situation. But again, we knew going into the season that it was going to be tipsy-turvy with lots of, of uh, different things happening that you don't often see. And I mean, we've we've seen it all now, we think. We think. Of course, there's always surprises around the corner. The good news is it seems like the schedule will remain the same when they come back from this pause. And that means the Sens have a busy one coming up before they head out west for a four-game, five-game road trip later on. But, Pilsy, we got much more to get into. Also, I want to touch Do on we? this. Do we? have much more? Oh, yeah. These power rankings are going to be contentious <laughs> as right. we touch on the Sens' most improved player starting at the beginning of last season. So, basically... It's from- a
1: 2021
0: year. Exactly. review. And yes. I want to do our homework here with the listener or the watcher. If you're watching on YouTube, you're always Hello. welcome to do that. I'm going to pull up some stats here in a second. Lots of numbers on this page. Don't let it overwhelm you, but it's, uh, it's interesting to see because if you go from last season through this year, the Senators have played 84 games, which is now, I mean, once upon a time, that was a full NHL season. Now they play 82, but it's interesting to see kind of what the totals would be if you're looking at a, a situation where the Sens got to play a full 82-game season. And no surprise, one, two, three in the point column is the top line. Drake Batherson leading the way, 62 points in 79 games. Then Brady Kachuk. I, I found this stat line to be maybe the most impressive, right? That's a full, full year for Brady. 29 goals, 29 assists in 81 games with 125 penalty minutes and 300 shots on goal.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the pace where you want Brady to be at. And that's above where I think a lot of uh, nonsense fans would put him. Like, I think a lot of them are just like, ah, he's just a 45 point guy. Um, He's not really going to be good enough to lead this team anywhere. Well, look at the numbers there when you put it in what, what seems like a distant dream, a regular 82 game season. I mean, that's 81, but you know what I'm saying? So, For him to be right around the 60-point mark and to be even in goals and assists is pretty impressive.
0: It's cool. I like that a lot. But what this highlights, too, is the lack of depth. Check out the gap between Tim Stutzler's 44 points at sixth, and this is the most surprising. Chris Tierney is the seventh leading goal scorer. (laughs) He's been on the fourth line this whole year.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, my God. That's uh, the depth clearly is an issue with this team and they rely on those top guys a lot. So that's something that's going to have to change here. And you need a little more chip in from the defensemen. I mean, you got uh, Tom Shabbat up there and then Zoo. But after that, Mike Riley is the next closest guy. So definitely they need some help on the back end here.
0: Tied with Nikita Zaitsev, who's only played twice as many than Mike Riley's 40 games with the Ottawa Senators. Lots of red numbers here as well. you got to think that even goal, uh, even strength goal differential needs to even out if this team wants to have any sort of success going forward. How, How much does Artem Zub's plus nine stick
1: out here in a situation where there's not a whole lot of green? Yeah, that's definitely solid for Artem Zub. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of red going on there. It's a lot. It's, it's, I was going to say it's looking like Christmas, but that's just red, not red and green.
0: Yeah, yeah it's looking more like the Soviet flag, if, if anything. But you're looking at a situation where the Ottawa Senators now... They're at a stage in the rebuild where – and it's so frustrating that we haven't been able to see more of Eric Branstrom because when I searched this up, I was reminded just how well he played last year, right? 13 points in 30 games. Especially down the stretch, yep. Plus player, 10 even strength points I found interesting out of his 13 because people see him and they're like, oh, he's going to be a power play quarterback. That's about it. No, a lot of his work was done at even strength. So I'm excited to see when Brandstrom gets back. Could you imagine Brandstrom gets back at the same time as Josh Brown and they sit him? I mean, I can't, yeah. actually, I can't
1: imagine that. Yeah, I can see a world where that happens. I don't want to see that world. I don't want to be a part of that world, but I could see that. But with Nikita Zaitsev being out for long, well, I shouldn't say long term, but about four weeks. That's going to give Branstrom an opportunity here, so he's really going to have to take advantage of that. And now that Victor Mete has paved the way for small puck-moving defensemen to play on their offside, he should have that opportunity. And Nikita Zaitsev, right shot, top four defensemen, that roster spot is now available for Branstrom to try to take hold of.
0: I had to scroll so far down to find Josh Brown's name when, when I sort it by points. If if you think that he's tied in points with Jacob Bernard Docker, Adam Gaudet, Cedric Paquette, Matthew Pekka and Alex Galchenyuk, you start shaking your head. He's got two less points than Christian Willannon, who played 15 games. Now Josh Brown's played 39 games. His next goal will be his first with the senators He's averaging 14 minutes of time on ice. A guy, last, two, A guy who they said was scratching the surface of his NHL potential when they acquired him for, what, a fourth-round pick or a fifth? I always get what they gave up for him, Gabranson like and Watson all mixed up because yeah. they were just handing out draft picks for depth players after that 2020 draft, which is still looking like a good yes. draft class. Lots of players with tons of potential, including Jake Sanderson, a name I brought up for the Olympics, but we know where he's going to be starring starting on Sunday at the World Juniors. We'll let you know when the pre-tournament game will go. December 23rd, every team will play a pre-tournament game. So we'll touch on that. We'll get into our power rankings and a whole lot more. But first, a word from our friends at Boost Mobile. Now you listen to podcasts with the power of the inside track. But you switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to the latest episodes of Locked On Senators and keep up with the Ottawa Senators. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can share all the insights. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks. You can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that edge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one line. Additional restrictions apply. Offer coverage not available everywhere or for all phones or networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. It's Boost Mobile. The power. Of saving money. All right, Pillsy. So, it's time for power rankings. Something that I think I want to add in to the rotation here on Tuesdays. Good day for power rankings coming off the weekend. You get the recap on Monday. Tuesday, we get a good old rankings for you. Today, we're doing most improved players. Pillsy, you're going to give me your list and I will ridicule it to no end. Or maybe I'll agree with a part of it. Who's your number five? most improved player in 2021
1: so just as all lists should we need to preface how this list was made and what kind of angles were taken here just so
0: you get mad at the right
1: thing exactly yeah exactly and even ross and i when we're making our list i feel like sometimes we're off on what each other are trying to do here so just trying to clarify and ross you can tell me if i'm wrong yet again on how we're trying to do this (laughs) but basically it's Since the NHL schedule is so weird now, we're not doing season reviews. It's like a yearly review. So from where we thought and expectations, where players were in our minds at the start of last season, so January 14th, 2021, from where they are now, who has improved the most since before the start of that season to the end of this year? Is is that sounding right? Got it. That's what we're working with. Okay. Number five, we are starting with the mythical creature, Whoa. Artem Zub. Because I tried, I took a time machine and took myself back to the start of January. And what did I think of Artem Zub? Well, gold medalist, not a big deal. Um, he was a guy, coveted right shot defenseman coming from the AHL. He has lots of pro experience at a young age. He was. Uh, very highly touted. A bunch of other teams wanted him. He came to Ottawa because he thought it was going to give him his best opportunity. And he was not played and healthy scratched. and Taxi squad. Not, the taxi squad for a long time. Too long. And even DJ Smith will say it's long. So going from what I thought, I was just hoping he could be a competent NHL defenseman. I didn't know where he's going to fit in the lineup. I don't know what was going to go on. But it's a right shot defenseman that we got for free, essentially, because he was a free agent pickup at a nice contract. And now, he I wouldn't say he's a top pair defenseman, but in his rightful place, he's playing on the top pair with Thomas Shabbat. So that is definitely a major improvement from being a mythical, legendary defenseman to being either a top two or a top four guy, depending on how you want to slice it.
0: Yeah. He, he didn't play until January 31st was his first game. So you're looking at two straight weeks and then he gets in the lineup and gets a point in each of his first two games. Now, one of my favorite ways to look at Artem Zub's career splits are looking at him January, February, March, and March is when they figured it out. May, of course, he had to play even more due to injuries with Thomas Chabot and, um, but in January, he averaged 13 minutes a game, February 16, and then by March, he was averaging 18.47, second <laughs> most among all defensemen. There you so, go. Credit DJ e. Smith for understanding that he messed up and putting him on the top pair, and he's been a staple there. Or you move him on the second pair for the only reason of adding a second pair that can play NHL exactly. minutes. Yeah. So for him to be a stable presence this early in his nhl career this is one of those guys pilsey that we were talking about before like he still hasn't played a full nhl season he's 75 games into his career that's 23 wild. points 23 points averaging almost 20 minutes so that's great this season pilsey he's averaging almost 22 he's playing twenty-one fifty-six. oh man what a fun player to watch great find by peter mctavish out of the yes. khl yep Yep,
1: definitely. So He might be
0: higher if if I was to do this. We're just going to go off of your list, and I'll chime in. But I think I would probably have him maybe three, maybe four. Who do you have
1: at four? That's fair. At four, I've got Tim Stutzla. Because I think this one was tough because there was a lot of classic rose-colored glasses hype, right? It's a third overall pick. He's got so much talent. He's one of the only guys that's actually playing in the NHL from that draft. Obviously Lafreniere, but there wasn't a lot of guys um, picked in the top 10 that actually played in the NHL from that draft class. So there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of excitement. But also he was playing on a team that was down bad and trying to figure themselves out. And it was not a great start for him. It took him a while. Well, once he got that first goal, kind of kind of dried out for a bit there. But then at the end of last season, he really picked things up with the hat trick and collecting points there. And then his, his stock really soared Ross when they switched him to center. I think that was the biggest move for his NHL career is getting to the center of the ice and being able to play a much more free flowing game that allows him to skate and touch the puck more. So for me, Tim Stutzler from where I kind of thought, where I thought he was at the start of that season to where he is now is the Fourth most improved guy for me. Right. Because you thought he was Derek Stepan at the start of last season. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that I said he was going to get old. similar points, and look what happens. That's all I'm going to say. That's, That's all so I'm going to say.
0: You know what? You did nail the fact that Derek Stepan's played center his whole career. And now looking back, and I'll openly admit, I saw some Panarin Kane qualities from him where yep. you can work off the wing, but ultimately just the extra room he's getting at center. You got to think, what happened if he had had this extra room? earlier on in his career, right? So, hey, you know what's crazy? I just looked up uh, Derek Stepan. His first 82 games, 45 points. Huh, weird. <laughs> that is unbelievable. All right,
1: um, so
0: Tim Stutzla, number four. Artem Zub, number five. That moves us to number three
1: on your most improved Senators. All right, and after, th- after three, we'll take a little break for one and two. Keep the suspense going, Ross. Ooh. So number three... It's my targeted guy. It's my guy for the season and that's Alex Formanton because Ross, you and I got to see firsthand what he's able to do at the AHL level and he was a bona fide stud down there. He was like, apart from Drake Batherson and Josh Norris, like he was kind of the third musketeer down there and he was a big reason why you bought a ticket to see the Belleville Senators because he was exciting. He was putting up points. He was one of those guys like this is going to be an up-and-coming star for the Ottawa Sanders. and then he got to the NHL, and he wasn't, he wasn't put in the right spots to succeed, in my opinion, when he started. He was only playing 10, maybe 11 minutes a night, kind of with mixed smashed line mates. He was getting some time on the PK, but not really utilized properly. And now, this season, he's playing a top six role where I thought he should be. He's with Tim Stutzla, combining speed and skill together. That's a great pair. And he's really clicking on that PK unit, becoming an offensive threat, scoring shorthanded goals. So I really think Alex Formington has done a very good job to improve his stock from the start of last season to where he is now.
0: If we were doing it from the start of this season to right now, he might be my number one guy. Because he had a tough stretch and COVID certainly affected it as well, but... When you look at what he's done since being put on the wing with a center who has speed. Remember they put Formington with Chris Tierney for the longest time as well. And It's just you can't have these fast players who process the game so quickly with guys who just can't keep up because then you'll lose speed in the neutral zone and you're just fighting an uphill battle from there. Like, And this is not Chris Tierney's slander. Perfectly fine third-line center, but you need to have fast players playing with fast players. And Alex Formington has certainly sped up his production in recent um, weeks. I'll even say, because going back and Pills, he's up, it's two shorthanded goals this month. Uh, Stewie pointed out for us. So, Hey, it was close, but even still like this guy, he flies shorthanded. And if he can put in, like, what, 20% of his breakaways? He's probably closer to 10% right now. Honestly, You're looking at a player who is going to provide top six upside, but you can move up and down the, the lineup. Kind of like Nick Paul, but we, I think we saw what topped out at Nick Paul's potential when you really tried to force him into an every-night top six role. But with Formington, just the flexibility that he gives a coach. He's a guy who any
1: NHL head coach would love to have on their roster absolutely yeah and that's the thing too like it's pretty rare that you find a guy that can play in a top six offensive role but also you can rely on the pk because usually you got to be like all right the top six guys they're going to play top uh six even strength minutes and power play the bottom six guys they're going to play bottom six even strength and penalty kill but he gives you a little flexibility there so that's amazing
0: yes so to recap we've got number five Artem Zub we've got number four Zub. Tim Stutzla and we've got number three, Alex Formanton. Pillsy, do you want to take us into this suspenseful break with a word from our friends at Bet Online? Before you do, I'll let you know that I did not lose that parlay yesterday because about an hour after I made the pick at BetOnline.ag, the game was postponed. So that means it's uh, giving me my money back. And that way, I don't lose the second leg where the no. team I told you to bet lost. 6-3. Or is
1: it
0: 7-3? <laughs> I don't even want to know. It was 6-3, and Minnesota pulled the goalie with nine minutes
1: left, Filsey. That's wild. Hey, Ross, now you know the parlay game. You'll you'll probably win one out of two, but that means nothing. 7-4, yeah, so. final score, I should say. Yeah, whoops-a-daisy. But, you know. Two games tonight. Hit us with the parlay, though. I need it with betonline.ag.
0: Promo code locked on 50%. Welcome bonus.
1: Well, if there's only two games tonight, then I think uh, it's going to be fairly easy parlay to hit here so let's log on to betonline.ag and while I'm doing that let me tell you why you should choose betonline.ag they are the trusted sportsbook of the Lockdown Podcast Network and the Locked On Senators Podcast and for a good reason you can get off the sidelines and get into the action with betonline.ag they've got everything sure the NHL is shut down right now for the most part but they have football They've got basketball. They've got everything else you need. And football playoffs are coming up, and it's getting close. And there's a lot of intense games going on. So let's head to the only two hockey games that are here tonight, though, Ross. And we got the Washington Capitals versus the Philadelphia Flyers. Tampa Bay Lightning up against the Vegas Golden Knights. Just quickly, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Caps and Knights. Let's just hit the favorites. Whoa. Let's not try to get too cute with it here. So Caps and Knights. Moneyline Capitals, moneyline Vegas Golden Knights. Put ten bucks in, you're going to win twenty one dollars and thirty three cents if those games do indeed go on. And you can do it by going to betonline.ag using our promo code Locked On. That's going to give you a fifty percent welcome bonus. You put hundred bucks in, you're going to get fifty dollars in free play money. So check it out today. Hit up Pillsy's Parlay of the Day for the. <laughs> you this is, might be the last time you can do it in quite a while. So let's hit it. No, it's world Juniors. Oh, yeah, world juniors. Yes. Betonline.ag. So for, for NHL, this is the last time you're going to do it for uh, for a couple days here. So get off the sidelines. Get into the action at betonline.ag.
0: All right, Pilsy. Back to the power rankings. We are power ranking the most improved Ottawa Senators players from the start of last season. So get your time machine. Go back to January 14th, 2020. I know that. Or, sorry, 2021. See, I'm, I went way too far back in my time
1: machine. So, <laughs> Careful times. there. That's, I feel like that's how time machine, uh, like uh, sitcom and uh, comedy episodes, that's how they always go wrong, Ross. Someone bumps into the machine and goes back too far. We were so young in January
0: 2020, not knowing what the oh world was about to become. All right, let me recalibrate. Beep, 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 boom, <laughs> bang. All right, bang. now I'm in January 2021, and... I'm letting you know that I thought, I thought that Josh Norris was going to be a good player, but I did not think he was going to come off of winning AHL Rookie of the Year and just continue the exact same production against the best players in the world. That earned him number two on your list.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like for him to have such a seamless transition to go from the AHL to the NHL and If we're properly calibrated in our time machines, Ross, we all, or at least I was in here. Yeah, okay, good, good. At least (laughs) I thought that Logan Brown was going to have the inside track on that second line center job. And Josh Norris was going to have a little more seasoning in the AHL and he was going to have to steal it away from him. Well, that didn't happen. And Now that uh, with some hindsight from the future, we know Logan Brown is not the second line center and neither is Josh Norris. He's the top center. On this team, and it's incredible what he's been able to do. Like, on the power play, he's now one of those guys, like Stamkos, like Ovechkin, where he has his spot. All the teams know it's coming. All all the Senators players, they know it's coming. Yeah. But he's still able to score because if he gets time and space with that one-timer from the right faceoff dot, bang, look out, goaltenders, because that thing is a bullet.
0: It's the kind of shot that earns you 31 goals in your first 84 NHL games. Oh, 85, right, because he played the one game, the Bobby Ryan special. Apu calling for it with the empty net, even when... Always um, open. Yeah, always open, even when Bobby was going for the hat trick on such an emotional night. But in the 84 games since the start of when we're calibrating our time machine, 31 goals, 57 points, and I think most impressive... Is the fact that he's got a 51.4% in the faceoff dot going up against, especially in the Canadian division, the top, top, top centers, the McDavids, the Matthews, the Shifleys, all those guys, the Denos, even. Like he was going head to head against one of the best two way centers, or I shouldn't even call him two ways, one way, but that <laughs> one way is calibrated on the defensive end. But I just think that the way he was thrown into just like, boom, you're the first line center on this team because you're Brady Kachuk's best friend but he's proven that he's a whole lot more than that. He's his own man and he's a hell of a hockey player.
1: Yeah. And I just, I have such a love for shoot first centers. Like there's yes. just something about them where it just simplifies the play and adds just, you know, just a simple way to create offense. And when you have a shot like that, why wouldn't you be a shoot first center? So yeah. Josh Norris love the kid. He definitely deserves a top spot, uh, top three spot on our most improved players.
0: Lots of other guys could be on this list, but there's one that stands above all else. Pelsey, who is the number one most improved Ottawa Senator in the last 360 days.
1: Yeah, wow, that's a long time. Uh, It's Drake Batherson. Like, this is a guy who's, not only is he, he's passed a point per game pace this season. He has so many multiple point games this season. Ross, you willed, his three point uh, success into existence, and he's he's definitely repaid the favor. And for him to be able to just consistently put up points, yeah, he's playing on the top line with Norris and Batherson. You should be able to put up points, but to be able to put up points at the level he is is incredible. And going back to the start of last season, I had Drake Batherson kind of as a good second-line winger. That's that's kind of where I thought his floor and ceiling was going to put him, right right around there. I thought Connor Brown was going to hold that number one spot just out of veteran experience, and he led the team in goals. So I really thought that's how things were going to play out. But with the top line being so good, so consistent, and all similar ages, like they're going to be dominant for a long time. And now that Drake Batherson is locked up at an amazing contract, He's only going to be better focusing on hockey here. And for him to be able to be such a dual threat guy, like you never know whether he's more dangerous passing the puck or shooting it because he can find guys cross ice with a great pass when he has a good shot opportunity, or he can fake that he's going to pass it and just rip one right past the goalie. So his ability to be a a pass or shoot threat option really opens things up for his line mates, Brady Kachuk and Josh Norris.
0: How many multi-point games do you think Drake Batherson has had since the start of 2021? Hint, he's played 79 games. 11. 17 multi-point <sighs> games, including three four-point games. I was going to say, yeah. Two wow. three-point games. And I'm not a math guy, but the rest of 17 two-point games. It's It's truly incredible. When this guy gets one, he's very likely going to get another it's, it's super impressive and the way he's imposed himself physically lots has been made about drake batherson being on the smaller side when he got drafted and maybe the thinner side because he was on the smaller side the year before nobody even picked him he ultimately becomes a seventh a fourth round pick in 2017 i knew there was a seven in there somewhere but after that as he's shown the off-ice work ethic going out finding a way to sneak into that group with Crosby Bath, or Cros- hey Batherson should be in the mix there when when you're talking about that Nova Scotia group no longer is it just McKinnon Crosby yeah. and Marshant mix in Batherson he's
1: not known that. by association he's part of the boys no. now
0: no now it's Igor that's by association but it's Batherson's a part of that quadrant of absolutely elite maritime talent. Logan Shaw still working to get in there as well. But when you look at what Drake Batherson's done to bulk up off the ice and become like, what what would you describe him as? Like I have trouble because some nights I think he's a sniper other nights. I think he's a playmaker. And then there's a third of the nights where he's, where he's a, a, power a forward. legit
1: powerful Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, he's, he's the best combination of all three in my yeah. opinion, because he's able to utilize the traits and strengths of all three of those role type players at any given time. Like that's why he's gone from being a second line winger who can score and pass to being a first line winger that can play up with the big boys.
0: Yes. And he is only going to continue to get better already excelling. Like if you just look at the, the growth and this is why he's number one. If we go pre 2021, he had 19 points in 43 games, like still a decent percentage. But since then, Now you're looking at a situation where he's got 62 points in his last two seasons, a little higher than 19.
1: Yes. That math guy, that's a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also Ross, I think a big part of this too is he's now immersed himself as a key cog in the culture of the Ottawa centers. You know what I mean? Like he did the development process. He came up too early. It didn't work. He went back down, worked on things, got bigger, got stronger, came up, really took advantage of the opportunity he was given, climbed up the ranks in the lines for the Ottawa Senators, found a home on that top line, found a home on that top power play and cemented his spot in there and signed the long-term to show his commitment to his team. So he's a big part of the face and the identity of this franchise, even though he's a fourth round draft pick that maybe a lot of us weren't really sure he was going to pan out like this.
0: What do you think his ceiling is as a, as a forward on this team?
1: I I have a hard time thinking his ceiling is more than where he is now. Like if he can burst through what he's already doing, that will amaze me. Like I think if he can stay at a point per game pace, that's amazing. That's right where I would have him, especially if he continues to play on this top line and the depth of this team gets better. So I've got a, I think uh, his ceiling is, yeah, yeah, he's he's found it. He's if he gets better than this, Ross, sheesh.
0: What would you say to people who wonder why Brady Kachuk is not among these five?
1: I mean, it's definitely something where uh, you're like, ah, he's the captain. He's got so many points since becoming captain and uh, he's been a leader. But I think he was already doing all those things, right? Like he, like, and that's the thing. Most improved doesn't necessarily mean best players. It's guys who have elevated their stock. And I would say, yeah, Brady's elevated his stock, but at a consistent rate with that I kind of expected him to so i think these other guys just where they started before 20 uh before january fifteenth, twenty 2021 and where they are now have shown bigger leaps and bounds of improvement rather than brady has where he's been consistently steadily slowly improving which is great
0: consistently steadily slowly improving i like that but we already talked touched on it beforehand like 29 goals 29 assists in his last 81 games is a hell of a stat line and with all the intangibles he brings he's he's the one of the best players on this team just not the most improved verse because he had such a high start yes it's harder to improve when you've got that high start so that's the final list if you're just listening artem Zub, number five tim stutzla number four Alex Formanton at third, Josh Norris at two, and Drake Batherson, the most improved Ottawa Senator since January 14th, 2021. All right, Pilsy. So a little World Juniors to touch on before we go. We also have Tony Ferrari coming up on tomorrow's show. Now, is it going to get contentious with Tony? I mean, he's best friend of the show, but he had some words for Ottawa Senators fans on Twitter.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the um, the theme lately is uh, lots of people having words for Ottawa Senators fans, but you know, we you can take it take it or leave it with Sens fans, right? Like, I think that's the passion is finally setting through, and we're we are in a place where we have a lot of expectation and a lot of hope for the future and we're not gonna let other teams and fan bases knock us down so I think it's gonna be interesting when Tony comes on because Tony also is a is a very kind of neutral guy right like he's very did. self-deprecating too he's a great guy we like him yeah exactly so I think he's gonna be able to see that uh, mostly it's uh, it, we're having fun here but Twitter, also, not a place where sarcasm and uh, hyperbolic statements can be properly translated and people can understand. So sometimes things get out of hand, so I can understand that. But we'll we'll try to straighten things out here with
0: Tony. Yeah, we'll straighten things out. We'll also get a World Junior preview with him. He just yeah. put out his list of top prospects for the 2022 draft. I know that we're breaking our own rule in a way because we're going to talk a little 2022 draft with him. It's pretty much 2022. The NHL's on pause. So give us a break. We're not going to, it's not the Shane Wright discussion. That's what I really just didn't want to hear about 15 games into the season. So we're going to ask who the most Sens player is among his top, let's say 40. Because realistically, the Sens could take any of those guys. In the I was going to say,
1: he's going to give us his 53rd ranked player being like, the Sens are going to target this guy in the first
0: round. I've actually got it right here. I already said it's Chase LaPinta. So get ready for Chase LaPinta, who I believe, yeah, he's got him ranked 60, he's got him ranked 63rd. Sounds about right. Although he's 5'9", so he's probably off the Senators' radar. Hey, Cole Knubel is in the draft. Remember we had his dad, Mike Knubel, on the show? Yep, that was great. that kind of cool. Yeah, he was awesome. He actually coached Jake Sanderson back at the BioSteel All-American game, so if you weren't listening to Locked On Senders, that's an episode I would recommend going back if you want to get hyped for Jake Sanderson at the World Juniors. Pilsy, a couple of minutes on World Juniors. We're going to get more into the preview with Tony tomorrow. We're hopefully going to get a Send Central Citizen on Thursday. Again, no show on Friday, Christmas Eve. I'm heading to Ottawa. Can't wait. Hopefully go to the game on New Year's Eve afternoon. But we'll see. Of course, everything up in the air. But no show on Friday. We're going to have a couple. Maybe we'll go long on Thursday. We'll go long with uh, <laughs> with We'll figure it out. I mean, when don't we go long? But yep. with the World Junior starting on Sunday. Actually, starting on Thursday, Pilsy. Because we've got pre-tournament action. And I'm going to pull up exactly here. On Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, Jake Sanderson, Tyler Clevin will begin their defense of a gold medal. You you win, yeah, gold medal at the World Juniors. I just remember the photo of them with the trophy. But yes, you obviously get a medal as well. They're going to play Finland. So you get yes. four cents prospects in one game right off the bat. You've got Jarventi and Marilainen on one side. You've got Clevin and Sanderson on the other. So what a great way to start the World Juniors. And then at 7 p.m., Ridley Gregg will get his feet wet. I'm so nervous he's going to get suspended in this pre-tournament game. it would
1: be very ridley greg but not before he gave us a highlight reel goal
0: yes the ridley greg hat trick uh a questionable hit a highlight reel goal and ultimately a suspension at the end of the day so interesting to note that both canada and the states well and finland they're all in edmonton russia the fourth team there and then in red deer 4 p.m a Stutzla less Germany (laughs) and obviously no Tim Stutzla, but I love reminding people that he is still eligible to play in this tournament. 19 years old for the next two weeks, they're playing Slovakia, Czech Republic against Switzerland. And then team Sweden is hosting Austria. I guess not hosting unless they're, you know, someone from Red Deer, but I highly doubt that. But Pilsy always a fun time of year. What are you most excited about
1: this year's world juniors? It's gotta be Sanderson and Clevin, right? Like, Sanderson, this is going to be his big showcase to show all the internet scouts, all the nonsense fans that, hey, a lot of people thought the Sens reached on this guy. You're about to see why you're wrong, because he's like, I expect him to be dominant in this tournament. I expect him to be if one of, if not the best defenseman in the entire tournament. And then Clevin is going to be a big step up from his role last year, where he was just kind of a fill in guy and a last, last minute uh player added to this team because of injury and COVID stuff. So those two, I think we're going to see a lot of, and then kind of uh, honorable mention is, can we see a resurgence in Jarventi's game, right? Th- this, this, Tournament did not go well for him last time around, but he's a new player. He's got uh, AHL experience under his belt. He's got a lot to prove, so I'm going to be watching him closely here. Absolutely. Uh,
0: the next point Jarventi gets will be his first, and he yes. played in five games last year. And Clevin, you mentioned it. He only got into two games. Although he he did make an impact. A couple big hits. Get off trolley tracks when the K-train's coming. So we're going to be following that very closely. Ridley Gregg seems to have found a home. Team Canada shuffling all their lines except for the third line. And it is a big, mean line that has offensive upside. Justin Surdif is on his right side. The Florida Panthers third-round pick placed for the Vancouver Giants with Zach Ostapchuk actually, out there. And then on his left side... Jake Neighbors, who already has NHL experience under his belt. And Jake Neighbors was just named an assistant captain on this team or alternate captain, if you want to get real into the nitty-gritty. Ridley Gregg centering that line. Just to finish up, the captains for Team Canada, Caden Gulley, the Habs pick, 16th overall in 2020. He'll be uh, the leader of this team. And that, I don't think, comes as much of a surprise. Big, steady, stay-at-home defenseman. And then the other as alternate captain is Cole Perfetti and again no surprise there Team USA still yet to announce their leadership group I will be shocked if it's not Jake Sanderson the only alternative could be Maddie Beneers yeah. but in an interview recently Maddie Beneers said he learned all of his leadership style from Jake Sanderson do you, do you think that would be a bit of a huh if he's the one wearing the
1: C? yeah I I have very little doubt in my mind that it's going to be Jake Sanderson wearing that C.
0: All right, well, we'll find out. And when we do, we'll let you know at Sen Central on Twitter. We appreciate everyone making Locked On Senators your first listen of the day or watch on YouTube. We really appreciate everyone subscribing to the channel there, watching the videos, including yesterday's, where we dissect Tim Stutzla's mm-hmm. career start and if it is on pace for him to develop into a true superstar. All right, that's it for today. Only two games on the National Hockey League slate tonight. But we've got a fun interview coming tomorrow with Tony Ferrari. So stay tuned for that. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators Podcast. Your team every day.